Welcome everyone to Ramblings of a Grappleman. I'm Matthew Priest, of course. Um, I'm coming to you with this one, uh, more of a personal story podcast here for you, ladies and gentlemen. Just going to chronicle my trip that I've been doing. Um, you know, last year, 2019, I took a solo trip up north, and it was kind of a, you know, for those of you not from Michigan, up north is. Uh, Pretty much anywhere north of, well, I think a few people have a different definition of what up north is. My definition of it is if you you take the tip of the thumb and draw a straight line across the state, um, going you know, from the tip of the thumb west right across mm-hmm. the state because Michigan's shaped like a mitten, um, anything above that would be considered up north in my book because um, below that you've got like the Saginaw Bay area. Um, so you've got like Pinconning and Saginaw and... Bay City, uh, that's those, that's those that's Saginaw area, the Saginaw Bay. Um, you know, go to the west a little bit, and that's more of like central Michigan. Um, and then you go to the west coast area, and like that's uh, you know, it's like the western western Michigan is is what I refer to that as. And then you know, some people refer to Grand Rapids as up north. Nope, that's Grand Rapids. Lansing is Lansing, and the areas around it, it's the Lansing area, the Grand Rapids area. That's just how I was always. Under the assumption of, but if you take a take the thumb, go straight across anything above that's up north. Um, where you know you got like West Branch and Grayling, Gaylord. Um, I'm in Mackinac City actually, um, and then you know you've got you know Traverse City falls into that over on the other coast. Sheboygan, you know I think Charlevoix, Cadillac, a bunch of towns up here. Um, you know there's a lot of cool stuff up here and a lot of nice little tourist destinations and things that are totally free. Um, you know so last year I was over in the Traverse City side of uh, northern Michigan and I decided I was going to drive up the coast so I drove up the coast went up through like Petoskey and uh, Harbor Springs stopped in Harbor Springs got some great delicious little cookies uh, Tom's mom's cookies and then I went through the tunnel of trees and just continued to drive right up the coast and I tell you what anybody who's from Michigan if you've never done it do it um, I highly recommend it especially I mean this is late October um, do it in any time from late September to early November, um, the trees are just, it's, it's breathtaking. And you literally are in a tunnel of trees. You got the lake to your left when you can see through the trees. You go 20 miles an hour through the scenic route. And it's just 27, it's, I think it's 27 miles. And it's just, a, it literally is a tunnel um, of just fall colors. And it's pretty awesome. And then you spurt out in this little town called Cross Village. Now, I happen to go like midweek at the end of October and it's a ghost town because a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff up here is more for tourism, um, for, for the people, you know, they call us downstaters, uh, especially the folks from the Detroit area, like myself, when you come, most people come up here in the summer, they'll come up here from like May 1st to October 1st and in the where in between there, they're busy season. So after October 1st, a lot of places are only open on the weekends up here. Um, or then they shut down, I think after hunting season. So pretty much in like December, January and February, um, a lot of places aren't even open at all. They'll, they'll reopen some in March. Most of them start in April. And I saw signs for a lot of places in the UP where I was at today, uh, for May actually, which was surprising to me. But anyhow, um, Last year I did that trip. We had through the tunnel trees. The Cross Village was cool. There was it was just like like I said, a, a desolate ghost town in the middle of like 
this beautiful forest and you've got a couple restaurants like a post office and a church and a cool little town statue in the middle and you can see lake michigan like off in the distance and it was just you know i walked around this desolate ghost town which is not even much of a town it's literally like four business establishments and two next to each other two on the other side of the street and like a little statue and it, it just it's just something about nature sometimes will help clear your mind and and help you uh just figure out like a self-reevaluation if you will so i did that last year then i continued up the coast to mackinac city and walked the beach uh here in mackinac city and went to the downtown area and it was shut down and there was this place i really wanted to go to called mystery town usa so i went to the mystery town usa last year but they were closed because like i said it was midweek and i they only had weekend hours so I was sitting here, I was kind of bummed out about that because I was like, I'm into cryptozoology is a pretty cool thing for me, you know, Bigfoot, Loch Ness Monster, Mothman, all that stuff, um, elves in Iceland and all the cool little uh, mysteries of the world and, and fantasy, fantastical type stories. You know, there's a cool show called Destination and Truth. Um, you know, he's, and Josh Gates, the host of that, now has a show called Expedition Home. They still touching that, and but you have Monster Hunters and a lot of cool shows like that. Bigfoot, Finding Bigfoot. So, you know, anyhow, I'm into all the into all that stuff, and and it just fascinates me how um, they, they, that part of the world exists. And whether I believe or don't believe that that doesn't matter. Um, you know, I, I think it's just something that keeps the mind open, and that's what I'm all about is keeping an open mind open your mind up to things. If you're a very close-minded person, um, it's very hard. I was very close-minded at one point in my life. And um, the world is a lot more fun when you open up your mind. Uh, anyhow, so last year I was in in, uh, in Mackinac, and it was, like I said, dead ghost town. There was one fudge shop open, so I was able to get fudge at least. And then I was going to start driving on the coast of Huron home, but... Um, up up this way yeah, to an area where it was kind of wooded, kind of hard to see. The road was more inland than it was on the Lake Michigan side. And then it started to kind of get a little bit dark because the sun sets in the west. Um, so it was starting to get dark over Lake Huron a little bit sooner than I had thought. So I just jutted inland and headed down towards home. Um, and it, that was just like a one-day trip. I went up like late on a Monday, did all this, I think, on a Tuesday. Or I went up on a Tuesday, did all this like on a Wednesday. And you know, came home. So this year I said, I'm going to make a couple day trip out of this, right? Um, I thought that, I think that was my main goal is like, I'm going to go up there a day and, and get a lot of the stuff in the town done. And then I'll go explore a day and then come back for a night. And then I have one more day to explore on my way home. So that's kind of what I did on this trip. So I had, I had it out Sunday and um, while I was driving up, you know, real good thoughts, real positive vibes, listening to some good music. And I, I thought, you know what I should do is I should write down, I mean, yeah, Spotify. Has, so one thing I do in Spotify, if there's background noise, it's because the Airbnb I'm staying in has like, um, it's got a window air conditioner in it. Um, that also doubles as the heater because there's no like vents in this like apartment I'm in. So it it's the only way that the place can heat. So I've got it set at like 67 degrees. By the way, it is snowing outside right now. And it's like 30, 33, I think, is when I last looked at the weather. It's been an awesome day. I'll get into more of that here in a minute. But um, it is snowing. There is like maybe a eighth of an inch um, out there right now. Um, so it's kind of cool. 
Um, so yeah, that's why the, that's why the heater is kicking on. So if that's causing background noise and interference, I do apologize. However, uh, continuing on with the trip up, so I decided, you know what, I I, I do this playlist every year in my Spotify, um, where I, a few years because I was a big playlist guy, I used to love making playlists, and so we would go on, I would go on like an hour car ride, and I'd make a playlist for it, or I'd be driving home from work, and I'd sit in the car for five minutes and put like 10, 10 songs together as a quick playlist or that I'd put together like a playlist for like that week um, and put like 30 songs on it, 30, 40 songs on it. So I'm driving back and forth from work. You know, I can get at least get to get them all in at least once. Um, so I was doing that for a while. And then I don't remember when it was, maybe 2016, I think it was. I, I said, you know what I should do is I should start putting all the songs in like a yearly playlist, like chronicle my year of music. Uh, music tastes change, different songs pop in. So I, I decided that I was going to start doing that. So my criteria was if I was a new song coming out that I wanted to hear, I'll throw it in the playlist. If there's a song I like that I've heard this year, I'll put it in the playlist. If there's a song that randomly gets stuck in my head that I haven't heard, that I have no idea why it gets stuck in my head, songs just get stuck in your head, throw it in the playlist. Watching TV, whatever, you just hear a song, you go, oh, that's a cool song throw it on the playlist so my playlist this year because we've been in a pandemic and a quarantine and i've been watching more t been watching more tv and um just you know cleaning more around the house you're just you know you're you're exposed to more song opportunity i i I feel like um and i've been driving around a lot and turning on just you know cutting the playlist off i've listened to the lou brutus hard drive on sunday nights which was something i listened to as a teenager um, discovered a lot of great bands uh, on that show. Um, Lou Brutus is a great follow. L O U B R U T U S. Lou Brutus. Um, the dude's done a lot for hard rock and and uh, heavy metal through his illustrious career. And um, I've always been a big fan of his radio program called Hard Drive. So when I drive around on Sunday nights, because I like to do that. Uh, usually I'll, we'll just put that on because it's on, uh, it's actually on the riff. So the riff, he's got like a national, national show that the riff will just simulcast anyway. So it's, it's cool. Um, that, uh, I've heard some new songs this year from that. And a lot of, a lot of artists are in quarantine. So they're recording a lot of cover songs and new music. And it's so easy nowadays to put new music out, uh, for an artist. I mean, even 15 years ago, you almost had to go to a recording studio to pump a high-quality record out, even 10 years ago for some. But in the last 10 years especially, people have got studios in their homes, and they can crank out high-quality songs in, um, on their computer in their home studio, and it's, it's, it's awesome. So a lot of new music has come out this year, so that's another reason the, the playlist is up. And then you just hear your old songs. Or Like I said, there was a song I had stuck in my head for days trying to figure out what it was and it was like you know as i talk about it, i don't even remember what it was now but i'm humming it and i'm trying to figure it out trying to figure it out and you know you've got it in your head and then one day it just comes to you like a couple lyrics and you go oh my god and you're able to google the lyrics and figure out the rest of the song from there and add that to the playlist and it was like it was it was some song from the 80s that i hadn't heard and who knows how long probably 15 20 years it was a uh Oh, I don't want to sit here and rack my brain over it. It'll probably come to me at some point um, on what that song was. But that's it's so 
this playlist is playing. It's like 600 songs. I just throw it on shuffle and I leave. And I, I've decided, you know, I was going to chronicle all the songs and write them down into like a little like note journal thing um, that I've never, you know, really done. And I've always wanted to kind of, I always regret not keeping a journal um, of, of things in my life. Uh, I don't know why I regret it at times. Um, it's just one of those one of those things, I suppose, where um, I think I hear other people that do do it, and I'm like, oh man, I I should do that. Especially with uh, with wrestlers when they write down every match and occurrence. It's it's like for me, I I had my booking notebook, so that was like my journal for wrestling, and my matches were just in there, and you know those notebooks are you know end up getting thrown away or whatever. You know, I got a couple still, but then sometimes you're booking on napkins and scratch paper and cards change and shit like that last minute and you think it's forever in the internet but then uh you know message boards back in the day crash they get deleted they get wiped out not you know whatever so making up backup copies and that's why people keep a journal for their own sake and memory so i not that i've kept a journal at all <laughs> but i thought this trip would be cool to kind of write into a notebook like at least the music so i i, I I made the decision to do that. I did do, and I did do, have done that. Anyhow, the ride up, um, it was, oh, I, I found a local radio station that was going to play the Lions game. So I had to listen to the first half of the Lions game. I got to my Airbnb, watched the second half in my Airbnb, and then I hit the town of Mackinac. And what a hell of a Lions game that was for you football fans out there. Um, just uh, some bad coaching on both sides, some questionable decision-making, both teams played pretty solid defense, and they made plays when they had to make plays, and it made for a hell of a football game in the end. Coming out of the wire, both teams doing what they're supposed to do. They answer, and uh, the Lions pull out a thrilling victory and are now 3-3, three and three, and what a weird, wacky season for them. Um, I'm not getting my hopes up for them yet. There's no reason to because um, anytime anyone gets their hopes up, it's uh, – it's it's bad news. So, cool for them, and I'll embrace it and cherish the uh, the victory and the memory. But I didn't get my hopes too much on them. But anyways, I got to see that victory. Then um, when I came up on a Sunday, I, I came up on a Sunday intentionally because that mystery town place I went to last year, I wanted to make sure I hit up this year. And they close at six p.m. on Sunday. And actually, when I went in there, it was literally about four thirty. I got up there because my Airbnb is like a two minute car ride from there. Um, so I, I pulled in, walked in and they said, Hey, this is our last day. We're open for the year. We're going to reopen. I think they said in either April or May, uh, they're targeting April, but you know, you know who, how it's going. We're still in the midst of a pandemic, but, uh, so they have, everything was like half off and they're like little gift shop area and stuff. The experience was 10 bucks. Well worth it. It was cool. It's a little cheesy. It's a little hokey. It was advertised online as like a museum, and there's facts in there, and there's some cool like memorabilia, but it's not a museum at all. It's it's a, it's an attraction, and it's you watch a cool little video, and it talks about roadside attractions on Route 66, and you know these historical things that were around in like the 60s and 70s and 80s, and that kind of fell to the wayside, and that was their inspiration to bring this back, and. I think it's awesome, and they're looking at, at, at adding more throughout the country. Um, but this one has to do successful to do it, and they seem like they've done a pretty pretty good business um, from what from talking to the guy uh, before I left, the owner. 
So pretty cool, pretty exciting place. Like I said, it, it's it's worth ten bucks. I would say even be worth twenty. Um, and they have, I think kids are the kids prices are cheaper. It's I think it's twenty for be ten for adults, and I think kids were seven bucks or six bucks or something like that. But totally worth it um, if you're into that stuff. And it's it's not like you're rushed to go through. You can kind of go through at your own pace. I guess in the summer, I would assume it would probably be a lot busier. I was the only person in there, so I had the whole attraction to myself. I could walk around, take pictures do my things I, I almost walked all the way back through it and then recorded myself walking through it but then i was like ah uh, i heard other people start to come in and I was, when i was at the end so i was like well this is cool i've been in here for like a half hour 45 minutes um it's supposed to be like a 15 to 20 minute walk through so but it's, it's cool it's awesome you can take your time in there and let people go i would recommend going um you know on, in, on a non-peak season day Try to try to get in there where you can take your time. Um, the gift shop had a lot of cool stuff. Most of the big guy stuff was sold out. About a couple little memorabilia things, just filling knickknacks and, um, you know, just to support the business. That's that's really what it is. Support something I believe in, and I think that's what everyone should do. If you if you enjoy something and believe in something, support it. Um, so that was what I did uh, yesterday, and then I walked around uh, downtown Mackinac, which was not a ghost town this year, but a lot of places were closing up for the year, so I. Knew the fudge shop that I went to last year that is open year-round. They don't close because they're there for the locals as well. But the one across the street from it, it was their last day. So I got like 50% off fudge. I got bricks of fudge for 5 bucks instead of like 8 to $10 what they normally are. They were normally 10 in that place and they were 50% off. Give them $5 for a brick of fudge. Hell yeah. So I bought all kinds of Mackinac fudge um, from this uh, fudge shop. And then I went and ate at a local like... Italian place, arcade, museum. It was just very Mackinac-ish. I said, I'll, I'll support this business as well. It um, looked like they needed some support, so I figured I'd, I'd be the guy. Um, there was like one other, there was like a, a couple of their kids in there. And that was about it. But uh, then I walked around the ghost town area that was like the, the whatever you would call the crossings. Um, I've done the, like a, there was a river walk up in Frankenmuth that I did the same thing with earlier in the year in the middle of the night. It's cool to walk around those places in the ghost town. It's it's very horror movie esque. Um, it's just a bunch. You know, Somerset Mall is like that too uh, for the downstaters. Uh, for those of you in Michigan, you know, you check these outdoor like walk through places out, and it's I don't know. It, it's it's peaceful to me. Despite the horror movie vibe, which I can get, I'll also get into more later. So, walked around there, um, and then I drove over to this, drove over to the beach, um, and went under the Mackinac Bridge because I, I like to do that on these trips. Last year I did it. Um, I like to just hang out like a troll under the Mackinac Bridge. I think it's really cool because it's where Lake Huron and Lake Michigan meet, and it's like the Straits of Mackinac. So you kind of got like just a lot of good. Good, uh, good energy under there. Um, it's a sandy beach, sandy spots of the beach, um, and then there's a lot of rocks, of course. But you got it's a it's a cool place to be, and then you know just the water's there, and you get the sound of the cars going over, and it's it's really unique. But then you know you walk the beach, rocky at points, and then you find a good little sandy spot, and keep walking. But got a little chilly, the wind cutting in. Um, but watch the kind of the sunset off in the distance. Um, when I could, it was started to rain, so you really weren't going to get a good sunset. It was cloudy, but I wanted. There was a place I wanted to go to up here called the Dark Sky Observatory. I think it's called or something along those lines, and it's like 
five minutes away from there. So I drove over to there, knowing I really wasn't going to be able to see much because it was raining. I wanted to check it out, and it's another place that's really cool. Hopefully, you can find it on a clear night. But there's, like, an amphitheater in the woods where you can sit in and, like, look at the sky. And I think they have – there's, like, a couple signs that I couldn't really see, but um, you're supposed to have a flashlight with, like, a red filter over it so you can read the signs and and explain a lot of stuff to it. And then they also have, like, a a shoreline viewing where you can kind of go through the woods down to the shoreline and – a lot of signs that are like at your own risk um so you can get down there and cruise the beach and look and it's just pitch black because it's in the middle of a a wildlife preserve and um i can't think of it, just like a sanctuary if you will and it, 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 there's no light for miles and miles and miles and it's just pitch black so the sky is is perfect and it was really cool in the amphitheater area because you're standing there and you're looking I'm looking up at a a sky that's sleeting down on me. It's like freezing rain. But I could see the cloud for like all the different cloud formations and stuff and despite there being no stars or moon, just the the view, because it's so dark, your eyes as a human like are able to adapt enough to to see and and, and make out how the, the different cloud formations in a night sky. So I could imagine this in a, in a clear night. It's absolutely breathtaking. Um, so that was what I did that night. And then I got some local ice cream, of course. Amaretto, cherry, Mackinac Island fudge ice cream, which was absolutely freaking delicious. And um, might be my favorite ice cream. Definitely top five. Um, and I ate that because I'm a big dude. And then I came back to my Airbnb, chilled, and hung out. And watched some football, a hell of a game between the Seahawks and Cardinals, and was just posting stuff on Instagram, talking to some friends, and you know that, that's just that's just what I did and chilled. And then today was the day that I was really looking forward to because, as a kid, took our childhood vacation from the time I was five or six years old to I think I was eighteen was the last time I went uh, to a resort called Twin Cedars Resort in the UP, um, Upper Peninsula for those not Michigan's Michigan's two peninsulas. Um, there's the up north part of the lower peninsula is where I'm at. The tip is Mackinac. Where I'm at, at the Mackinac Bridge, it's the tip of the uh, lower peninsula. The Mackinac Bridge is one of the longest suspension bridges in the country. Um, so, you know, that's that's all these, these reference points for those of you who don't aren't familiar with Michigan. But um, the upper peninsula is... Uh, like I said, a place we went to as a lot as a kid, so it was just going to be in one of those reminiscing trips. So I'm going to go hit up the spots I went to as a kid and just, like, get those memories to flood back and then just see them again as an adult because it has been almost 20 years. I'm 37 years old. The last time I was up there was 18. It was 2001. It's been a long time, and I didn't go to a lot of these places that last trip up. I haven't gone to a lot of these places since I was much younger um, than this, like a, probably, you know, a, a, a kid, like, 13 14 years old for some some even younger um i didn't get to everything that i was like would have wished i got to but that's for another year um but i wanted to hit there was a couple spots we wanted to hit up i wanted to hit up a place we used to swim because it's right by right across the bridge um as a kid we my mom used to take us to this beach and it was like to me it was like being in florida on the ocean or california on the ocean and it was like michigan's ocean because it was like all you could see was Lake Michigan forever. I know the west coast of Michigan has that vibe to it too as well. 
um, from what a lot of folks uh, told me. I was over there as a little kid, as an adult. I haven't been over there. Um, but this beach I went to a lot as a kid. Not so much the West Coast. Well, I think I went to less than two or three times. But this one I went to every year for probably seven or eight years. Um, and my mom would take us to it, and we'd go swimming out in Lake Michigan. And it was all, it was all sand, sandy, 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 sandy. You know, there, further down there were some sand dunes. Then I got to a, like a rocky area of the beach where it was all rock. But then when you got out in the water, it was sand. But we didn't really swim over there. That was just more I mean, kids horsing around, and you get past the sand dunes, and then you find the rocks. Pretty dangerous. Don't recommend anybody playing on the rocks. But I checked out the rock area. Didn't really check out the sand dunes today um, because uh, they had no parking signs on the road by the sand dunes, so you would have to travel, like really walk to them from the beach or the rocks. And I just didn't have that in me to do. Um, and because it was pretty cold and windy, and I wanted to hang out at the beach, so I went from the rocks to the beach side. And when I was on the beach, I was going to walk to the dunes, but I was too deep in on the beach. I walked the other way towards like the sun, and was just just taking it in. But yeah, you know, took took my shoes off. Um, I had, had flip flops in my hands, so I took my shoes off, put my socks in them, so they stayed unsandy and dry. Put my flip flops on, walked the beach, then you know walked down into the walked out into the water a little bit. It's it was thirty seven degrees according to my to my phone, um, but what's crazy is about five to ten minutes before that when I was driving as it was snow flurrying, um, and when I crossed the bridge at Mackinac it said it was thirty one on the bridge and I think it was like thirty four um, in Saint Ignace so of course the bridge is going to be colder because of the high winds it's it's a bridge right bridge your bridges are always colder than like the land there's nothing really absorbing the 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 heat through it it's just that thin that thin layer but anyhow um i think saint ignace was 34 so when i got to this and i, and I posted it it was whatever time well after 1 p.m maybe and i think it was 37 degrees but like i said it was it had been snowing about 15 minutes before that not anything major just like some blowing flurries that weren't gonna stick or cause any damage um but it was still just cool you know um to do that and i it felt cool and i got back in my car and um, then the sun came out, so I was like, well, better walk back down there. So I did, got my feet warmed up, walked back out on the beach with the sun, and just amazing how different it felt. And it was just like a, it was just a cool thing to, to experience as an adult and take you back. I felt like being a kid, obviously, I didn't go out there and swim and, and play, but like just, just I felt like the only man in the world and the only person on earth because I, I had an entire – there was no one else doing this, what I was doing. This is late October in northern Michigan. No one's walking a beach um, barefoot. It, it was like I had the whole lake to myself, the whole beach to myself. When I was on the Mackinac Bridge, there was like one car way, 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 way ahead of me to where I only saw it when I got to the – because the bridge, it, it goes up and down. It's like an arc kind of. Not a super steep incline and down, but you know, you go up. And once I was at the top of it, I saw the other car was in the – just about to pay the the – the four dollar fare at the booth so felt like i had the bridge to myself going up there i felt like i had this beach to myself and it just was like like there was no one else in the world and it was pretty cool um that i was experiencing this right so then i uh got to do all that felt awesome um was on a just a a, a natural high uh, that's a song, Union Underground, Natural High. You're going to have to add that to the Spotify playlist. See, that's how that works. Pong pops in my head. You say a word or a phrase, and I haven't listened to that song in over a decade, but boom, Natural High, 
you know, grounds getting added to the playlist. Who knows? Maybe they'll play tomorrow on my way home. But nonetheless, I um, decided to head up to the Twin Cedars Resort uh, where we stayed as a kid. That was where we stayed. That's in Trout Lake, Michigan. And it was about a 25, 30-minute drive from where I was at. So I drove, has, you know, got to drive through some beautiful, beautiful views with the trees. And the trees in the UP, um, I've never seen so many, like, pine trees or pine you know, or trees with pine needles um like cedar trees and stuff where they where they were where they were turning color like usually those stay you know i'm used to those being green year round but those had colors to them and just they were all like you know the same gold and i don't even want to call it yellow it was like a golden hue with that green and yellow mix and it was just really cool um for like a mile long where it was just like the, the trees were gold and i was like this is awesome um, but anyways, I got the Twin Cedars Resort, um, and I, it was a little disappointing because I got there. A lot of it was what I remember. I took a picture of the cabin. There was uh, three swans right out on the, the the lake, Frenchman's Lake, which is where we stayed at, a resort at. Um, that was cool. I walked up, and all the docks were out. Um, everything was like the you know, the boats were tipped up, the canoes. Like, like you could tell they were closed for the season, and they were doing their – their seasonal work to to prepare for next year, and obviously the lake's going to freeze over, so they got to get everything out. They, you know, it it's a lot of work. They're preparing for winter because this is the Upper Peninsula, and they're going to get a, you know a nasty winter, a lot of snow, a lot of ice, and and they just you know they got to take care of their property. Um, so it, that's why they do it in October, and they close October first, and then I'm sure they get everything back prepped in April, and they don't open until May fifteenth. But um, a very seasonal. You know, it's a mom and pop shop. Um, the people who live there passed away. Their son Bobby, who is a couple years older than me, runs it now with his wife. But it's a it's a family traditional and it's a place. There's only like five or six cabins. I think there's five cabins and two. Like the sixth cabin is like got two little tiny, kind of like what I'm staying in, like two little apartments. I think they call them the motels. Um, so, and they were in that like little unit in the back. But, um, yeah, I mean, it was cool. Not much. A lot has changed, and and a lot hasn't changed. So it's like the more things change, the more they stay the same, right? Um, but I had to walk around there, and it, it's funny because it just seemed – everything seems so much smaller. But I remember it as a kid because when you're 10 years old, um, you know, you're you're small. And then, you know, now I'm a 37-year-old man, and, you know, I'm full-grown, and I'm walking around this place. And I'm like, God, like, we, I used to run – from my cabin to that dock, and it, it seemed like it was so far away, and it really wasn't. Um, the dock was out, but where the dock would be. And I walked around like the, the fire pit area where the closing ceremony went over to the, the, the boat access launch. And I wanted to go down this, this road where we used to go as kids, and um, I always get freaked out at night because it was like a spooky little road. And there was always like moose tracks and stuff, and, you know, and, and there was bear tracks there before. And, um, you know, we've seen fox. We've seen fox. Uh, in, uh, on this path so i wanted to go down there but it, the the road was just it looked terrible and, and it looked like they had like logging trucks that had been using that path um and clearing it out so i was I, I didn't go down it so i went across the street to the cemetery where we used to go so i got two stories from being up north um we used to go you know one of the last nights up there the kid who lived there bobby and his sisters would sometimes get involved they were older um, they'd play pranks on the the kids who were up there for that week. So, one of the big things we were going to walk through the cemetery at night because that was something in the, you know, '90s that 
you did to get scared in the late 80s, early 90s. That was like something you did. So we'd walk through the cemetery that was just across the road from that, or the highway from that, and, uh, you know, 10-minute walk, whatever. And we walked through the cemetery, and, of course, they'd have plants, and they'd scare the crap out of us and that. But the the best scare story was uh, there was a girl up there. I, don't, I think her name might have been Kristen or Kirsten or something. Anyway, um, but uh, my brother, my older brother and his friend and the the older crew, um, I was t- I was like, I think I was 12 at the time. Um, and they, my older brother is 16. So you've got like f- probably 15 to 18 year olds. Um, I'm 12 hanging out with, with this crew. And then this girl who I think was 15 as well, 14, 15 herself. So of course she's the only girl up there. So the guys are all being weird. Um, and I'm like 12. So uh, like, sure. She's like, this hot older girl, but to me, I'm just like, well, you know, I'm a little kid, right? Um, but uh, so they're trying to get her to put her feet in the water. They're like sitting on the dock with her legs in the water, and she's not doing it. She's not doing it. So then I do it because I'm like, what the hell? Why? You know, my brother told me no a couple times. I said, I want to. Everybody else is doing it. So once I put my feet in, the kid who lived there was hiding under the dock, dressed up like Jason. He grabbed my feet, pulled me into the water. Um, I, somebody, I scampered away. I remember him stabbing a knife into the dock and it was just like this one of this, it was a great prank. Hell of a prank scared the crap out of me. Um, but yeah, you know, 12 year, 12 year old boy legs look a lot like a 14 year old girl's legs. Um, so easy mistake for him hiding under a dock, um, to see legs go in the water and he had the snorkel on and everything. But anyhow, (laughs) um, Got me good. Um, so, I, you know, those, those memories I have forever. And going up there, you know, we used to play, like, Capture the Flag and Ghost in the Graveyard and all kinds of kids' games that we would play. Um, but walked the resort, and it just a lot of the, the cabins had porches and stuff added on to them. So a lot of the area we played in, like, the kid, like if kids that age now in 2020 couldn't do what we did, not to say that they would, but the area to play and run around just, is wasn't the same um you know but i had a memory that i had forgotten about when i was walking because uh they had like all these bird feeders out and i remember that we were playing uh capture the flag one night and the guy who lived the kid who lived up there his mom bought a bird bath the week we were up there and she put a bird bath in like the middle of the the yard where we would play and i was running full speed in the i mean it was dark pitch black dark and I smoked this this bird bath and knocked the air out of myself. I was hurt making the that sound that everybody who's ever had the air knocked out of himself make, where you're trying to catch your breath. It sounds like a hee haw and donkey, if you will. But um, and uh, that story that and that memory came back to me when I was up there, and I had totally forgot about it. I was just looking around the property, but I wasn't out there long because again, it came down with like a hailstorm of, of pellets that just started coming down, and I. Uh, I got out of there, and I wanted to go, you know, a big part of the trip that I wanted to go to was this rock quarry we used to go fish and swim in not far from there, Um, and, like, some good memories there, jumping off cliffs into this crystal clear quarry that was, like, 50 feet deep. You could see the pipes down at the bottom and the the rock, and it it was just awesome, like, and we would swim in it, try to get to the caves, but they were really far away, and there, it's a rock, you know, there's nothing to like hang on to and you couldn't get out and walk anywhere so you're, you're swimming and 
you know, I was I was young, so I get tired, and there was like this this branch that would hang over. So it was like a movie with like you're going on the rapids, but I mean this was just crystal clear water, no rapids, and um, you know you kind of grab onto like the tree, and that was like where I hung out while they tried to go. The older kids tried to go and explore in the caves, and um, but yeah, you you could see the fish like. When you, you when you would fish in there, you could see the fish come and, and bite your hook. Um, it'd be like 20 feet deep, and you're like watching the fish swim, and you're like, oh my god! Like it was it was one of the coolest things. So I went to that today, and it was a lot different than I remember, and it's turned into a um, a preserve, and there was like all these trucks there, um, and there was like researchers and scientists, and the area that I remember the, the driving into. I never drove there. Remember, I, I was too young. But I remember, like, oh, I think this is where we would turn off to, like, go park. That was, like, blocked off. You could only walk to it. And it was, like, heavily wooded, which I don't remember. So I kept going around, and I was like, okay. The whole thing was very wood, woodsy. And I'm, and I'm like, this looks like a place where the Finding Bigfoot show would be, like, us, oh, real squatchy because there's power lines and stuff. Anyway, it was, it was awesome. But um, anyways, I get to the point where the other point where you could park and get into because I like pulled off and looked at the map and said, okay, maybe I was thinking of the wrong place. Maybe it's up here, looking at like a the satellite version of a map because there's like a little area here. But nope, I was wrong once again. That was gated as well and foot traffic only signs. But I ran into one of these scientists and researchers over there, and he's talking to me, and I'm telling him that and he goes, oh my god, yeah, 15 to 20 years ago, because he goes, it was like 2000. In the year 2000 is when they started, researchers started like discovering this place and this history. The history was known, but they started looking to like what's going on with this quarry that has been abandoned for 70 years. Um, and he said, really, they, they've done a lot of work in here in the last 15 to 20 years. And he's like, it's, it's probably has changed a lot because they've. It, it, you know, it's a lot. It's man-made, right? It's a, it's a quarry. So now that you've got a different group of men in there and engineers and all the wildlife and, um, you know, the, the samples and, and, and just all kinds of different stuff. I mean, from this abandoned rock quarry from like the 1920s and 30s. So it's things like 100 years old. Since no, so there used to be a, a people who lived there before they turned it into a rock quarry. So Really cool history, he told me, in, but I wandered around that place. I thought I was going to be in and out. I ended up being down at that quarry for over an hour, walking around, and I could never find where we were as a kid, and if I was in the spot we were, it looked totally different. Um, there wasn't not nearly as much water, and he said there's a, there's a water area way back. He kept calling it the beaver pond. He said, but he pointed towards the other gate, which is where I think that maybe where we swam and fished. But he goes, oh, it's way back. It's through the real thick woods. Um, you know, you'd really have to hike to get there. Um, from here, he goes, you'd be better off going, trying to park by that other gate and hike him through there. He goes, but it, it's, it's thick woods and it's uphill. And I, I don't remember doing any of that. And I wasn't equipped for that in the 30 some degree weather. Um, I just had a hoodie and, um, like athletic pants, like windbreaker athletic pants on. So, which is my normal travel attire. But anyhow, um, but the quarry was awesome. Absolutely beautiful, breathtaking. Just again, felt like I was once I was in there. I felt like I was on another planet. Like it just nothing like I've ever seen in my life. Just a barren wasteland of rock and rubble, and just these cliffs with the giant trees on them. And again, the only person for for miles because the scientists left. When I left there, there was no one in sight. And the guy said, oh, we're, you know, we're done out of here for the day when I was going in there. And he said, have fun. 
Like, he's this crazy 70-year-old scientist, right? Um, so I'm down there, and I'm like, man, again, the only, feel like the only person in the world, and I'm seeing things that no one else has seen, even though if those guys saw it earlier that day. But at that time, at that moment, I was the only person seeing that. And the way the sun hit the water, and just all those different things, and you take it in, and you have like a newfound appreciation for it, right? For nature and beauty. And again, you do some soul searching. So I do some hiking and climbing up some rocks and shit that this old beat-down body hasn't done in a long time. But it was cool. It was awesome. Um, and then I hiked my way out of there. It took me like t- going in. I'm going slow and I'm checking stuff out. But I'm like, all right, I need to turn around and get back because I don't want the sun to set on me while I'm in here. It's like got to be after 4 o'clock. And it, it, I know it doesn't get dark until about 7 p.m., but... Um, with all the trees and stuff, the sun gets behind the trees. I don't want to get in pitch black in there because there's no light or getting real dark. So I didn't want to get lost. So I just was like, all right, I'm going to start heading back the way I came. Um, and, you know, it took me about 20 to 25 minutes of just walking nonstop um, to, to get my way back out of there. So I was in there. I ended up being in there for over an hour, almost an hour and a half. Um, and then I was... There's a restaurant that we ate as a kid in Sault Ste. Marie. So I was like, I wanted to go there this trip. Got in the car. Started heading towards the Sioux. Um, And um, driving, just driving up towards the Sioux, right? Uh, Get to the Sioux, decided to stop, check out the Sioux locks. Cool, you know, memories flood back. Remembering how the locks work and why they work and all the stuff and I, I, the one thing I don't remember is that it being so go- heavily government protected where you had to have like government clearance to get in there in a gate and they like you go through a metal detector and they check you out for weapons and stuff I'm like holy shit like yeah I know Sault Ste. Marie is a um a border town and a college town but my god I, I was I don't remember that as a kid maybe the parents did it and just but it, I don't remember the gates and the fences and all the security clearance either so it was cool to, to, to see that and how it is now in 2020. And maybe it was like that then, just how your, how your mind works at a different age. Um, but I made it to the restaurant, Handlers in Sault Ste. Marie, just how I remember it. Um, tons of just, you know, taxidermied animals all over, the, all over the place and antlers and stuff. And they send the sirens off and um, the, ring the bells and stuff, which was always cool and Got to experience that. Check out the gift shop. Typical up north restaurant. Made me happy to go there. Brought back the memories. And I just headed home. Got to watch the moon rise on one side of the road and the sunset on the other. And when I was on the Mackinac Bridge coming home, uh, I mean, the sky was just so cool. Because, like, you could actually see it. It was like, you know, big sky. Like, you could see all of it. And it was just amazing driving home through it. And, you know, you could see where it was raining. You could see where it was, like, um sunny and just really bizarre and uh and by me seeing where it was like raining or snowing or whatever you could actually see it like coming down off in the distance and it was cool um but on the bridge i was like on the middle of the bridge and it was like the sky to my right had that golden sunset through the clouds like i couldn't see the sun but you could see the sunset had those cool colors with some clouds in front of it it was like 50% clouds, 50% open sky, but the clouds just happened to be right in front of the sun. Dark, dark, snowy clouds. 
then the other side was like the same kind of thing, but the moon was very prominent. It was like all the clouds were around the clear area where the moon was. So it was just really cool sky crossing the bridge. Like I look out my left window, there's the moon. Look out my right window, there's the uh, there's the sunset. And um, you know, driving across the Mackinac Bridge, got a little white knuckleish at one point because I had to turn up, get onto the, they had a lane closed, so I had to get off the concrete onto the metal grate. Then there was like a semi on the metal grate in front of me. And you don't realize how much being behind a semi, and I was at a pretty good distance. I had like at least a two car length, two, two or three car length distance behind this truck. But like just the force of it on that metal grate with the wind and stuff. And when he lane changed, um, you know, made NASCAR made a lot more sense to me. <laughs> um, when he got over, so it was just like a draft being that high up. And then, um, you know, once I got back on the concrete, I felt a lot, a lot better. Um, going up, like I said, I was the only car on the road. I had two semi-trucks with me on the, the trip home. Um, and then you know, I got back to Mackinac, beelined it right for the ice cream place, got myself some ice cream, went to the beach, tried to get, catch the sunset, what was left of it. And it was, it was, you know, kind of snowing again. Um, and I was like, all right, well, I'll fly back to the Airbnb for a bit. Um, was in here for an hour, looked at the map, looked like it was pretty clear, opened up my door and there was like, that's where there was like an eighth inch of snow on the, the deck and I, more, you know, a little bit more than a dusting and the stairs were slick, but I went down there and tried to check out that dark sky place again, but it was so cold and so wet and damp and just misty. And you could see some stars where there, where there wasn't clouds and you could kind of see the moon, but it was just like a, where the clouds were, every cloud you could see was just like, it, it, it was precipitating. So it was just a really bizarre sky and I couldn't sit out there for too long. I like it cold. But just that wet cold, um, I'm getting too old for that. So I headed back, and I'm here in my Airbnb recording this. And uh, I've probably talked a lot longer than I thought I was going to, but this is my Up North Trip podcast, if you will. Um, I highly recommend people to do uh, like a solo journey. Um, I'm not like a spiritual person or a hippie person by any means. Um, but I think it's good for your like mental health. I think it's good um to experience things you might have did as a kid and go back to and of course if you got people that can go with you that's awesome too i've done everything with other people my whole life and this is really the first time um where i you know these last couple years where i've done more things on my own and and taken these these experiences on my own and like you get that those personal memories fall black and, and of course you do want to Share them with somebody. I'm not taking that the importance of that away, but it is also just as powerful, if not more powerful, to do it on your own um, and have that. And um, you know, I, I won't take that away at all. And you know, using this podcast, it's chronicling my trip. My notebook's chronicling all my songs, so it's like I'm updating a lot on Instagram with this stuff. So it's it's a really powerful experience for me really cleansing my mind and body and soul if you want to get that deep on it but um you know i know there was a wrestling pay-per-view that wwe did last night i haven't watched i don't even know what happened i know raw's on tonight i got tv my airbnb i have football on and i'm not even watching it like in in um i have a, a topic that i recorded a couple days ago for the wrestling side of things i'm going to re-record it because the batteries in my recorder died so i tried to re like try to re-record it after where i picked where i read realized batteries died, and it just was going to cause some editing i said you know what i'll just re-record the whole thing with an open clear mind so we record that tonight as well 
um, on the same topic. And, um, and yeah, I'll have my wrestling one. I'll have some football picks later this week. So a lot of content coming for Ramblings of a Grappleman. Um, thank you all for listening, checking it out. Keep giving me feedback. Let me know you're listening. Um, subscribe, share, whatever. Um, I appreciate it. I'm just a human, just like you guys, flesh, blood, bone. Um, that's all we are, and uh, just support each other. Stay confident, stay classy, stay cunning. Thank you all very much.